Gaudiya Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Shri Jiva Goswami Ki Jai, Satsandarbhas Ki Jai, Anantakota Vaishnavinda Ki Jai. Glorious devotees, thank you for attending another presentation on Sri Jiva Goswami's Satsandarbhas. We'll continue today with our discussion and we will be going into the ontology section, what is the knowable? So up to this point, Srila Jiva Goswami has established um, what is the best means of knowing the Praman as Srimad Bhagavatam. And from Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, we see that it gets the understandings presented in Srimad Bhagavatam light up the whole copus of, of transcendental literature uh, that's available. Uh, even what's provided in uh, the Vedas themselves, which we went over, uh, is at this point, for the most part, extinct. Uh, we only have 6% of the Vedas available to us at this time. Um, and then we, of course, we went over a very detailed uh, discussion for a whole presentation of, of the fact that uh, such, such knowledge is not just for our intellectual satisfaction. It's Sabda Brahman. It, itself contains uh, spiritual potency. As uh, Guru Maharaj likes to say, it has its agenda and we are on its agenda as opposed to 
uh, typical acquisition of knowledge within the material world where uh, we simply use knowledge uh, for our own purposes. So our discussion today is going to begin with um, a look at the methodology um, that Sri Jivago Swami uses in the presentation of his Satsandarbhas. And then our discussion will go into actually the knowable, uh, the Pramaya, which is, as we've already, as he's already presented, is Sambandha, Abhideya, and Prayojan. So how is he going to, he's already told us that his source of knowledge is going to be primarily the Srimad Bhagavatam. And how is he going to extract from the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, essential points of philosophy to school us in the Sambandha, the Abhideya, and the Prayojan as they're presented in this great Srimad Bhagavatam uh, Purana, the Bhagavat Purana. So we will begin there today. How is this going to be accomplished? So the methodology of the Satsandarbhas. This brief section consisting of just two Anuchedas, and just as a reminder, an Anucheda is a section. The word basically would translate as section. Um, and in each section or Anucheda, Srila Jiva presents an idea, and that idea fortifies an overall theme, and the three overriding themes are Sambandha, Abhideya, and Prayojan. The first theme of Sambandha is presented comprehensively in the first four Sandarbhas. Of course, we could say the first three Sandarbhas. Uh, I mean, the uh, second three Sandarbhas, because the first Sandarbha, the Tattva Sandarbha, is a comprehensive introduction, as we've seen, to the entirety of the Sandarbha. So it's kind of setting us up in, into how we should properly uh, approach the Sandarbhas and understand them. So, is imperative, uh, this brief section, is imperative for understanding Sri Jiva Goswami's strategy for analyzing Srimad Bhagavatam, which he has already established as his praman in the matter of the self-disclosure of ultimate reality. It informs us of the manner by which the author has arrived at his conclusions throughout the Satsandarbhas. So we come to this 27th Anucheda and the first part of it reads as follows. So it is that we shall focus our investigation specifically on Srimad Bhagavatam to, de to determine free of any inconsistency between preceding and following statements, the ultimate value for human beings. In these six Sandarbhas, the statements which we will introduce, I'm sorry, the statements 
with which we introduced our explanation of the Bhagavatam verses will serve as the sutras. The Bhagavatam verses themselves will serve as the scriptural text to be analyzed, and the commentary on the verses will be the explanations of those verses given by the great Vaishnav Sridhar Swami. Um, this brings to the fore the exalted position of Sridhar Swami, which is being, which was given to him by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and which Srila Jiva Goswami is carrying forward into his Satsandarbhas. He's saying, what I'm going to introduce, and the Bhagavatam verses that I'm going to use as, as evidence to the ideas I'm going to introduce, are going to be primarily supported by the commentaries of Sridhar Swami on the Bhagavat Purana itself. In other cases, there will be other times that I introduce other evidence, we shall base our explanations on the authoritative opinions of the Venerable Sri Ramanujacharya Bhagavatpada, expressed in such works as Sri Bhashya, his commentary on the Vedanta Sutra. We shall offer also proffer alternative explanations from those mentioned above as per the intrinsic intent of the original book, the Bhagavat Purana. We will also derive verification from the text itself, the Bhagavatam. We will present one idea and we will, we will, we will give substance to that idea not only with the verse from the Bhagavatam, but from other similar verses and explanations presided, presented in the text itself. He goes on, I will quote these passages to verify my own interpretations, not the statements of Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam is self-evident. We don't need to verify Srimad Bhagavatam. It is the light. It is the scripture that uh, provides full transcendental knowledge of spiritual revelation. So we don't need to verify it, but I'm going to give an interpretation. I'm going to give a presentation of what the Bhagavatam is saying, and that presentation I do need to verify. I do need to be able to give you, the reader of this text, um, ample evidence to justify the, the tattva, the philosophical points that I'm presenting here. And this tattva, when taken all together, becomes the siddhanta of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Some of the verses quoted here, I have not seen in their original text but have gleaned from the citations of the Bhagavat Tatparya, Bharat Tatparya, Brahma Sutra Bhashya, and other works of the Venerable Sri Madhvacharya, the prolific teacher of the distinct Vaishnav philosophy of Tatvavad. So now we have three major contributors 
that Jiva Goswami is going to use as verification to the philosophical points that he's going to present in his satsandarbhas. This is important, these choices. First, of course, is a, a student of Sankaracharya's school, the Venerable Sridhar Swami. He took initiation in that lineage, and although it's beyond any shadow of a doubt that he is a uh, he is a follower of, of of Vaishnavism in the sense of a personal manifestation of the Supreme Lord existing after <clears throat> liberation or being the ultimate objective of spiritual practice as, as opposed to uh, the impersonal Excuse me. <clears throat> um, a Dwayton uh, presentation of Brahmavad, which is also when we we come into Sankaracharya, comes even further from Brahmavad in, into what we will discuss a little later, which is called, or can be referred to as uh, radical non-dualism. It doesn't, it doesn't even fall into the spectrum of the umbrella of what is in the Vedas as a whole. I mean, we know even in the Bhagavatam, we have this verse, which is key, you know, Vedanti tat tat bhavidas tat amyas Gyanamadvayam Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavan Iti Sabjate. So it's certainly accepted that the Brahman conception of the absolute truth is one way to look at that absolute non-dual substance, and certain transcendentalists look at it that way. But there's also those that go a step further and they take they take an extreme um, understanding that doesn't embrace the other ideals or the other manifestations of, of the supreme absolute truth, which is the Paramatma and the Bhagavan. But they say that the only, exclusively, the only idea that can be accepted is that of, of uh, Brahman realization. And any other conception is simply an illusion. And that is referred to commonly as Mayavad philosophy. So we have two. We have Brahmavad and we have Mayavad. Just like we have the conception, just to put it in modern terms, which we're all somewhat familiar with, we have the contemporary conception of, of what is Guru Tattva and the proper chain of disciplic succession coming from one teacher to student, teacher to student, one by one. But then we have the radical Guru Tattva 
of the Ritvik interpretation that's recently come into play. So similarly, and we could see how much havoc that's created uh, this misconception regarding Guru Tattva. So similarly, Lord Shiva as Sankaracharya came in and he 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 gave his his interpretation to the Veda, which was was not an acceptable interpretation. It moved things in a particular direction, but that's for a much different discussion that we're ha- than we're having today. Uh, so, Jiva Goswami is going to use Sridhar Swami from that school, the same school into which Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself took sannyas. He's going to use explanations presented by the Ramanuj Sampradaya, by Ramanujacharya, and by Srimadvacharya. Now, we as Gaudias would naturally say, well, here's Jiva, here's the youngest of the Goswamis, and as his support, why isn't he taking that support primarily from his own school? But the purpose of the Satsandarbhas is to give validity to Gaudiya Vaishnavism as presented by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And you, you can't give that validity by using the teachers of your own school if you want it to really stand up. And Jiva Goswami wants to stand up Gaudiya Vaishnavism in the schools of Vaishnav thought and discipline coming forth from the Veda. So this personalized aspect of the Supreme, uh, this new school, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, needs to be put forth to stand up beside the school of Ramanuj, the school of Madhvacharya, and the other schools of Vaishnavism that even come from the those that see beyond uh, Sankaracharya's non-dualistic presentation. So what better means to capture the overall mindset of all the schools of Vaishnav thought at the time than to rely on their primary acharyas themselves. So it's a very uh, a very clever thing that Jiva Goswami is doing here in establishing Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And although he did this um, quite well, we find that still there was necessity Later, after he'd presented his Sandarbhas, there was still necessity to conform 
to the norms of the other Vaishnav sects by presenting a commentary or a bhashya on the Vedanta Sutra. And when the Gaudias were requested to do this, they gave that task to Baladev Vijabhushan. And therefore, we have our Govinda Bhashya commentary on the Vedanta Sutra presented by Baladev Vijabhushan. I wanted to share with you a little bit from the commentary here. So Jiva Goswami, he plans to follow a format similar to the one Sri Vyasadeva uses in the Vedanta Sutra. The Vedanta Sutra is divided into adhikaranas, topics. Each adhikarana is based upon certain statements from the Upanishads. The Upanishadic statements are called Visaya Vakya, the statements to be discussed. In the Sandarbhas, the introductory statements are like the sutras in the Vedanta Sutra. The statements of Srimad Bhagavatam constitute the subject to be analyzed, and Shijiva Goswami's comments on the Bhagavatam statement are like the Bhashya on the sutras. Jiva Goswami also indicates that his explanations are not his personal opinion or products of his imagination. He is going to stand them up upon the philosophical ideas put forth by the major acharyas of the other sampradayas coming before him or coming before the introduction of Gaudiya Vaishnavism by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his followers. So he's given us, this is the methodology that he's going to employ in presenting his Sandarbhas. And now the second half primarily, well, actually, yeah, second half of the Tattva Sandarbha, it's about half of the text, uh, in Anudis, uh, will we dive into what's knowable? How we know how we're going to, we know how, what evidences we're going to use to discuss the knowable when it comes to spiritual inquiry and its significance. And now we go into a discussion to pull us right into Sambanda, Abhideya, and Prayojan. So Sri Jiva begins an analysis to determine from a transcognitive perspective the subject, the means, and the goal of Bhagavad, the Bhagavat Purana, the Pramaya, the knowable. In doing so, he adopts a unique approach in which the subject, means, and goal are shown to be not logical propositions by direct cognizized truths from the tr trans-empirical state of... I'm sorry, I misread that. 
and goal are shown to be not logical propositions, but directly cognizized truths from the trans-empirical states of awareness of Sri Sukha and Sri Vyas. In other words, this is not knowledge that one could would typically gain from an outward um, an outward inquiry utilizing what was at their disposal, uh, the senses and the mind and the world around them. Rather, it's going to be based on, as we know, Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, what is the Bhagavatam itself based on? It's based on it's, it's a samadhi bhasha. It is a revolution, revelation coming from samadhi or coming from a state of, an, of awareness which is beyond the purview of our material mind and senses. A little bit more explanation to Anuchetas one by one as we go forward. Jiva Goswami's exposition until now has been to establish Srimad Bhagavatam as his Praman, understood in the sense of Sabda, revelation. With this step completed, the determination of Sambandha, Avideya, and Prayojan would appear to be straightforward. It must be noted, however, that if Sabda is interpreted in its weaker sense, as denoting nothing more than scriptural authority, it would be sufficient to cite any passage from Srimad Bhagavatam and, and logically that logically identifies the principles to be investigated. On that level, the scriptural argument would be directed merely at the cognitive operation of rational mind to, to convince rather than to elicit direct self-transcending awareness. Such a view is relative to the state of practice promoted primarily by scriptural injunction, vaidhi bhakti. So if we want to take this approach, this approach to Sambandha, Abhideya, and Prayojan, which is based on simply an investigation wherein we accept simply logical scriptural references and the scripture and the logic of scripture and base our Abhideya, our practice, simply on that logic, if that's the approach we want to take, that is the approach of Vaidhi Bhakti. There is much more to be said about the approach of Raghunuga Bhakti, the approach of revelation. That goes to the heart of what really the Srimad Bhagavatam has to offer. And now, in a series of Anuchedas, Jiva Goswami is going to establish from the Bhagavatam itself the fact that this book was made after the Vaidhi approach had already been fully presented. 
Sridhar had already taken and written down all the Vedas and presented from the Vedas and the Upanishadic portions of the Vedas wherein scriptural, the, the topmost scriptural truths are presented, uh, a Vedanta Sutra, where he took that essence and then he commented on that. Now we have a Vedanta Sutra. And then he gave a fifth Veda, wherein the heart he gave Bhagavad Gita and the rest of the Puranas. So we have all that was presented and we have all the logic and the scriptural, we have all the scriptural logic we need. We have all the scriptural statements we need to, to, to attest to a dharmic life that ends in our freedom for material existence. And Srila Vyasadeva sits in lamentation. I am not satisfied. What did I miss? I've done all this for the benefit of human society and and I just don't feel complete. All this work, all this writing, all this, all this has been put forward for the people, the poor people of Kali Yuga that have a poor intelligence. And even I gave them the Mahabharata, give them another approach. Maybe there's a way that we can pull them in because they're not allowed e even according to social convention to study. Um, the Vedas. So for them, and because of the fallen nature of people in Kali Yuga, we've given this Mahabharata and the other Puranas to expand upon the meaning, to complete the meaning. Purana means to complete, to complete the meaning presented in the Veda so that it's easily approached. But I sit in lamentation. I am not content. And from that state of discontent, that necessity for a deeper, more fulfilling understanding is born. The second presentation of the Bhagavatam based upon his personal revelation. And now Jiva is going to present from the pages of the Bhagavatam itself an entranceway for us to ourselves go beyond this vaidi approach, this intellective, intellectual cognition based upon rational, rationality, as opposed to revelation. This is extraordinary for us to be able to do this at this point. So uh, this is the key to our Gaudiya Rag Marg lineage, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Goloker Premadan, Harinam Sankirtan, entering into the heart of the revelation 
of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu available us available to us through Shravanam Kirtanam, which gives us this this approach gives to us more than just an intellectualization and a, a following of rules and regulations approach. It gives us an entranceway into personal revelation where we ourselves become the experiencer, not that it's simply simply an approach to a re, well, a, a religious approach to spirituality. Now, Jiva Goswami's going to first uh, present Sukadev Goswami's revelation. You'd think that he'd first go into Srila Vyasadeva's revelation, but he's first going to present Sukadev's re revelation uh, because the Bhagavatam itself gives more, uh, a deeper explanation to what Srila Vyasadeva experienced. So the 29th Anacheda, realization of Bhagavan precedes that of the self. Jiva writes there, I offer my obeisances to Srila Vyasadeva's son, Sri Sukha, who destroys all sins. Although his consciousness was completely filled with the bliss of self-realization, and though he had consequently cast off all other feelings and thoughts, his essence, Sara, was irresistibly drawn by the beautiful pastimes of Lord Ajita. Krishna. Out of compassion, he thus delineated this Purana with Lumen's reality. Similarly, the ultimate attainment for conscious beings, Purushartha, which is known as the stage of final completion, Pryojan Tattva, is the ecstasy of love for Krishna which leads to the sort of spiritual attraction for him that Sri Sukha experienced, and thus our means, Abhideya. Two is specifically the devotional turning of awareness and all facilities to him, Bhajan, characterized by such practices as hearing his divine pastimes. Such engagement effectuates the self-manifestation of love for him as it did in the case of Sri Sukha. So here, Jiva is gradually introducing us to this idea that this Bhagavat Purana has, has an agenda which is beyond, and that agenda is based on revelation. And that revelation is what was experienced first by the author himself, Srila Vyasudeva, and then by the speaker who, upon the desire, the intent of Vyasudeva, also, even though he was completely 
self-realized, -realiz he was an Atmarama, free of any worldly attachments, uh, still this Bhagavatam drew even him. He'd already gone beyond everything that, that was offerable by material enjoyment and realized that true self-satisfaction and pleasure lies within. And he detained that. He was happy there. So happy that when he came out of the womb, he just walked off naked in the world uh, without a care, uh, without an aspiration uh, in, in, in worldly affairs. But still, there was a desire on the part of Srila Vyasadeva to enlighten him, and uh, divine arrangements by providence were made uh, through Vyasadeva that his consciousness, even though completely saturated in self-satisfaction, in the bliss of self-satisfaction, was drawn to these narrations of the personality of the Supreme. So this, now we go on to, we had a couple Anachetas to just introduce us to, this drew even Sukadev Goswami, the speaker. And how did this come about to begin with? Because it drew Srila Vyasadeva, who went into trance upon the directive of his guru. Because this division deals with the samadhi of Vyas, it implicitly denotes the transmetal mode of knowing. In fact, samadhi, as outlined in the classic yoga system of Patanjali, is the precise, precise term given to designate the supercognitive state. Thus, samadhi implies not only an additional faculty of knowing, distinct from perception and inference, but a dimension of knowing that is direct and hence undoubtable. It is arrived at through perceptions of objects. It is not arrived at through perception of objects or the inferences drawn from them. Neither is it med mediated through cognitions. It is unmediated knowing or knowing through identity. Whatever is disclosed in, this, in that state is known not in the way of conceptual understanding, but as direct feeling awareness of or identity with what is known. So, as in the case of Sri Sukha, Sri Vyasa's apprehension of Sambandha, Abhideya, and Prayojan was a self disclosure of consciousness itself from the trans empirical dimension beyond the senses of knowing. The elaboration of these principles self manifested to Vyasa. The elaboration of these principles, self-manifested to Vyas, is the subject of extended analysis in the following division. Now, this division of the 
Tatva Sundarbha is going to unpack that section of the Bhagavat Purana, the Srimad Bhagavatam, wherein Vyas has this transcendental revelation of the Supreme in Samadhi. Uh, just so that we, we understand the significance of the revelation and its influence upon Vyasadeva and to foster in us a desire for that kind of revelation beyond simply armchair acquisition of knowledge, which will simply lead to a spiritual practice, which is based on principles that are centered around our material, um, basically our material existence, the Vaidhi approach. So there's the Vaidhi approach and there's the approach of the Raganuga Bhakti. He wants to taste spiritual revelation. That's what we as Gaudiyas aspire to. In the beginning, we our approach begins at Vaidhi, but it ends in Raganuga. And that beginning in Vaidhi uh, gives us a firm groundwork where a little knowledge and a little detachment firmly set us in our spiritual practice. So Sri Jiva continues in his Sandarbhas, Anuchena 30, prior to the writing of Srimad Bhagavatam, the ultimate truth that it intends to elucidate was directly experienced by Vyasudeva in this state of samadhi. As expressed in the following verses, and now he's going, he quotes directly in his Anucheta, uh, primary verses from the Bhagavat Purana explaining the samadhi of, of Srila Vyasadeva. And of course, the writing that's being spoken of here in this Anucheta is the second presentation of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, so as we know, there was a first presentation of the Bhagavat Purana, along with all the other Puranas, Itihasas and the Mahabharat, in support of the, uh, of the Vedas and the Vedanta Sutra that Srila Vyasadeva had presented to human society. And then he went back and rewrote the Srimad Bhagavatam in light of the essence of attainment of the topmost ideal of spiritual spirituality, which is unmitigated love for the Supreme. So he quotes these verses from the Bhagavatam in his pure heart, which was established in perfect fixity through the yoga of unalloyed devotion. He saw the original complete person, Purushampuram, Purnam, along with his extrinsic potency, Maya, which was apart from and yet supported by him. So in trance, we're talking about the trance of Samadhi, Vyasadeva saw that complete person. 
he had personal darshan of the Supreme Lord. And he also, in that darshan, he saw his potencies, his various shaktis, and primarily of that, primarily, he also saw one of those primary shaktis being the shakti of the Lord's external material energy, the maya shakti. It goes on, the Bhagavatam goes on, bewildered by this extrinsic potency, the individual self, although transcendental to the three gunas of primordial nature, thinks of itself as consisting of the three gunas, and thus undergoes the miseries resulting from this identification. Srila Vyasadeva also saw that the yoga of unalloyed devotion to Bhagavan, who is beyond sense perception, is the direct means to extinguish this misery. Knowing all this, the wise Vyasadeva composed this Sattvata Samhita, Srimad Bhagavatam, for the people in general who are unaware of this fact. Indeed, in the very act of receptively and attentively hearing this Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhakti to Sri Krishna, the Supreme Person, self-manifests in a person's heart, dispelling lamentation, illusion, and fear. Bhakti here refers to devotion in its completion, completional stage as praying. After composing and revising Srimad Bhagavatam, Srila Vyasadeva taught it to his son, the great sage Sri Sukadeva Goswami, who delighted in the state of utter non-attachment. So in the Bhagavatam, we have this very profound presentation of the samadhi of Srila Vyasadeva and the result of that samadhi is the Bhagavat Purana itself. And what is the characteristic that's being brought out here in the seventh verse from the seventh chapter of the first canto? That simply by receptively hearing about this bhakti to Sri Krishna that's presented in the Bhagavatam, bhakti manifests, self-manifests in the heart of the listener, dispelling all lamentation, illusion, and fear. Subdurbhaman, the Subdurbhaman that is the Srimad Bhagavatam itself melts away the material existence of the conditioned Bhattajiva. Jiva Goswami continues, when it is said that Sri Vyas saw the original complete person, it should be self-evident that he saw him as being self-endowed with his own intrinsic potency, Sharup Shakti. Just as when it is said that a person sees the full moon, the implication is that he sees it accompanied by its effulgence. In other words, Srila Vyasadeva's revelation was 
comprehensive. He saw, he saw Krishna. He saw the Lord's unlimited potencies. And he also saw one of those potencies being his deluding energy, which is influencing another of his potencies, the Jiva Shakti. And he saw the solution to that illusion state of suffering. And that he presented in the Bhagavatam itself. The Bhagavatam itself was the solution. He goes on in that 31st Anucheta. And please know that what I'm presenting here um, is just small snippets that I've taken from the the whole text. So I'm not presenting full anachetas or full the full presentation as they are in the Tattva Sandarbha. But I've just pulled out a little of the essence to give you a taste and hopefully develop in you a thirst for a more comprehensive study on your own part of, of the Sandarbhas of Jiva Goswami. This understanding through the lens or the bhashya of Srimad Bhagavatam presented by Jiva Goswami is going to give us the most comprehensive understanding of Sambandha Abhidayan Prayojan uh, available so that our practice can be fully nourished. There's so much there in Bhagavatam, but it has been unpacked here to, to a major extent by pulling out its essence, which is what the word Sandarbha itself means, and presenting it systematically. Here is the Sambandha. Here is the Abhideya. Here is the Prayojan. It has also been unpacked in very specific ways in the literature of the other Goswamis. So all of them have made a very concerted effort, and all the, those efforts based upon what is he available to us in the Srimad Bhagavatam. And prior to the advent of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu, this Although the Bhagavatam had been there for 45 centuries, it is not until Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's advent and the extensive unpacking of the Srimad Bhagavatam that uh, these revelations are fully comprehended in Vaishnav society. And a new Sampradaya is based is created based upon these revelations. Srila Vyasudeva set the groundwork. He planted the seed, and it took 4,500 years for it to fully mature and come out 
in a way that was digestible and a way that could be fully implemented by people seeking uh, complete revelation in spirituality. And as we know, it set the religious world on its head. It turned, it, it just turned everything inside out and upside down. Used to, you know, prior to this, the Purushartha was not prame or unmitigated love for the Supreme Lord, but it was rather freedom from the miseries of material existence and um, in liberation, either to, to merge into the Lord uh, at the bottom of the scale all the way to associating with him um, and the other ways. Salokya, Samipya, Sarsti, Swarupya, having a similar form. And we'll go on here. It is to be noted in the verse beginning, he saw the original complete person. This is one of the verses of the verses we just went over, wherein the revelation is, is, is of Vyasa Dev is fully uh, presented in the Bhagavatam. There is no separate mention of Paramatma, Bhagavan's plenary portion who oversees Maya, or of Brahman, Bhagavan's non-differentiated aspect. The reason for this omission is that Paramatma and Brahman were seen to exist within the com original complete person, Purna Purusha, and not separately, a fact we will thoroughly demonstrate later later in the second and third Sandarbhas. Thus, here, as before, the Sambandhi Tattva, or the essential topic of discussion is in Srimad Bhagavatam, has been identified. Again, remember, this, is a, a, this was all attained in Samadhi, and in Samadhi, it's not like this was revelation, self-identification through a self-identification, not that in the revelation and experience that Srila Vyasadeva had in his samadhi, not that knowledge just poured into him. Of course, the knowledge was there contained in the form of the Lord, which he experienced. But it was, it, it is one through a self-awareness, something that's, it's hard for us to conceive of that because the methodology that we have had to utilize due to the limitations of our material body and the use of the material body to acquire knowledge on our part has all been based on utilization of the senses filtered through the mind and then taking what we've has been experienced either directly through our own senses or been relayed to us through others of their experience 
we've arrived at conclusions which we may have accepted as this is the logical conclusion that I can accept that it this is this works for me. I can relate to that. Imagine being overwhelmed in trance with revelation of the Supreme Lord. It's it's so overwhelming that just as Brahma experienced in the Brahma Vimohan Leela, he he passed out. He, he didn't even comprehend what this little this Krishna who I can see now he he was my guru at the beginning and now what what's what's happening? He's now becoming all these Vishnu's and just overwhelming, overwhelming revelation that he passed out and then he came to consciousness and then he passes out again. So uh, how, how, to, how to even approach uh, this kind of understanding? We'll finish up this 30. This uh, 31st, and then I guess we'll uh, finish these 32nd Anucheta, a couple points from it. The method, Abhideya, since we already went over Prayojan, the method, Abhideya, that facilitates ultimate, ultimate attainment and the stage of completion to be attained, Prayojan, as we have defined them are based on the essential distinction between the supreme self and the individual self. It is precisely this inherent capacity of the living being to be conscious that refutes the contrary opinion that the jiva exists only as an upadi of Brahman, and that liberation is simply the elimination of this upadi. This is a good place for us to stop here. Um, as we go forward, what Jeeva is going to do is, although he, he didn't give us, he gave us a Paramatma, he gave us a Bhagavat Sandarbha, he gave us a Paramatma Sandarbha, but what about Brahmati? There's three different conceptions of that supreme non-dual absolute substance, Brahmati, Paramatmati, Bhagavaniti, Sabjate. Where's our Brahman? Sandarbha. He didn't write one. What's there to be said about it? There's a little bit to be said. And now, when we continue in our next discussion, we'll go over in the Tattva Sandarbha, Anochedas, where he presents preliminary information on how not to understand Brahman. And in that, we can see the proper conception by him presenting what is not uh, proper. So with that, I will conclude this presentation today. 
And if anybody has a question, please unmute yourself. And I will attempt as best I can to answer it. Otherwise, I will give you my sincerest thanks to your association. Hare Krishna Dulal Prabhu, it's Kaniram here. Adi thank you. Thank you for such a nice uh, meditation on Srila Vyasadeva and, and the, the high level of how he was beyond thought and how that comes through in the Bhagavatam and other writings. That was good. Is there a question? That's not a question. That's just a well, appreciation. <laughs> I appreciate the appreciation. All right. Bunch of copy to be Thank you very much for your association. Krishna Ritam <laughs> 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 